we at the Beta Monks Friends want to extend our sincere care out to those impacted by Hurricane Ida out in the state of Louisiana. Uh, especially given the circumstances of when it occurred and the significance of another storm that impacted the same area. Yeah, I think they said this morning that it was a category four with category five potential. Uh, so hopefully it doesn't escalate to that. Definitely sending our well wishes. If you'd like to get involved, of course, um, I'm pretty sure FEMA and some other organizations are uh, offering opportunities to donate. I'm sure there will also be some people that may want to travel down and help with those repair and restoration efforts. Absolutely. But we'll definitely keep them in our prayers and keep them lifted uh, as they recover. Not just New Orleans, but that particular region mm -hmm. uh, hit by those particular storms. Uh, every hurricane season is always, uh, you just never know what we're going to get. Uh, but we had a lot of football news. Um, speaking of the hurricane that does move the New Orleans Saints uh, from their stadium of practice to the Dallas Cowboys uh, stadium, which is pretty awesome for the Cowboys to, uh, I mean, let, I'm going to say let, allow. you know, <laughs> yeah, allow uh, the New Orleans Saints to come out there and practice at their facility. Um, but that's pretty awesome. But in other in other news here, former Tampa Bay receiver, also yes. uh, former Jets receiver, Brashawn Perriman, released by the Lions. He did sign a one-year deal for $2.5 million, um, but unfortunately was cut this morning. Um, We'll see where the veteran receiver ends up. He had a great showing in Tampa uh, two years ago uh, when Mike Evans and Chris Godwin got hurt. Obviously, he cashed in and went to the Jets on a, a one or short-term deal um, only to be let go again due to injuries. But now the veteran receiver is out there. We'll see who's going to pick him up. Um, at least his contract was guaranteed, so he did get that $2 million, which is this awesome. This is true. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, the Ravens lose J.K. Dobbins for the season with a torn ACL, which also stinks. Uh, right now, they're looking at who's going to be the replacement. Um, I heard inklings of a Todd Gurley yeah. bringing, but I think they're going to go with Gus Edwards, which is a smart thing to do. I think so, too. Gus Edwards is a really good running back. Yeah, I like Gus Edwards. And it's time to give somebody a young opportunity. I, I did like Justin Hill. Um, he's also someone that I thought was going to get uh, an increased role uh, before Dobbins got there. Um, but they kind of blew it, in my opinion. But I'm hoping that he does get a shot. I can agree with that. So a week and a half ago, we talked about Jamal Adams getting the bag and another safety now who I think is higher than Jamal Adams. I'm going to keep pressing that gas, no breaks. Uh, but Harrison Smith of the Minnesota Vikings gets a four-year, $64 million extension, uh, making him the 
Well, see, this is highest paid NFL at highest paid safety. Um, so he did get more than Adams. So when I first saw the report, it said that he was the second highest. But again, I saw the second this. highest. But they're talking about what he's going to receive this upcoming season, which is the highest for a safety in NFL. So they're just trying to give him little baby cookies to make it seem like he's the highest paid right exactly. now. But it's all about work. okay, it's okay. About so so he's going to get fifteen point three million dollars a year from twenty twenty two to twenty twenty four. Yeah, and that's but this upcoming season, he's getting. Uh, 22.5. 22.5. Gotcha. And then 26.38 million in guaranteed money. His guarantee is really where it's all at. Um, mm-hmm. And he's 32 years old, which I didn't even know he was that old. I, I remember him playing at Notre Dame and uh, I didn't, I didn't think he was that old yet, but he's still playing at a fantastic level. And I think this contract may, if he chooses to not be his last. The Jets acquired Shaq Lawson from the Texans in a trade. Apparently Shaq Lawson was upset like most people are in Houston. Uh, I know I'm usually pretty upset with Houston. Uh, (laughs) Darn succubus. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I was talking to Johnny yesterday about Shaq's and I think I got it wrong. So there's only two Shaq's. There's Shaq Lawson and there's Shaq Barrett. Uh, But there's two Lawsons, Carl Lawson, who the Jets already had on their roster, and Shaq Lawson, who they just obtained via Houston. Uh, The Jets are sending a 2022 six-round pick, which initially belonged to San Francisco, um, in order to get the 27-year-old defensive end. Uh, Shaq Lawson always been a pretty solid pass rusher, uh, obviously a first-round pick of the Bills. Um, I think with the Jets and what – they are doing, uh, and ironically, I've been watching their little docu series that they have online. Um, first, I think it's called First Flight, something like yeah, that. First Flight, uh, and it's really good, and it actually follows some of the veterans, uh, some of the people. And the Jets have a lot of redemption stories. I'm really excited for Salah and what he's doing his first year. Um, I really, really love what he he's bringing, and I've always been excited for him as a coach. So I'm hoping that the Jets do well. Uh, obviously not beat the Bucks if we're playing this year, but you know what I mean. Uh, another injury news, the Colts are losing both T.Y. Hilton and Sam Ellinger. Yeah. Um, so that that's going to hurt that quarterback room. I know they obviously had Wentz and his injury, um, and now Ellinger goes down, so the pressure goes to Jacob Eason uh, if Carson Wentz is not ready to go. Uh, Ellinger, who is an EFL quarterback, yes. <laughs> went three for three, 63 yards, including a beautiful 60-yard pass uh, against Detroit before going down with his injury. So he was cooking. Um, then they had to, you know, take him out, right? Uh, but at least he didn't get a full-blown ACL. It's kind of more of a, you know, he might have tweaked it. He might miss some weeks. They might, you know, put him on that temporary IR. Yep. Uh, with the ACL sprain. So that's well, which you know, big credit to NFL for you know not trying to force players to right. rush right back, which only can you know reaggravate or make their injuries even worse. So. You know, I know we exactly. don't give the NFL a lot of credit for a lot of things that they do. Yeah. We do give them uh, credit for this at least. <laughs> facts, 
And T.Y. Hilton has a neck injury, and he his timetable hasn't been announced just yet, but he's dealing with a disc issue. Maybe up to like week five, week six. Which makes sense. So they might they might IR him, right? They might IR him. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Um, So surprise, surprise, the guy who said he didn't even want to take a number two to be number two, uh, which for those who need explanation he didn't want to take a dump because he thought just taking the number two the dump would uh allow him or not allow him an opportunity to be number one uh, but we knew he was going to be number one <laughs> uh Gardner Minshew has been traded to the Eagles for a conditional six round pick in 2022 uh, which gives them good depth behind um you know a young quarterback obviously in Hurts um, the team also released fellow EFL quarterback Nick Mullins. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, Nick Mullins, you know, obviously he played some really, really good football for the 49ers. They bring in Minshew. Minshew could push Hurts um, in a way that Mullins couldn't. Um, I could see Minshew possibly getting a nod if Jalen Hurts struggles, uh, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect the Eagles to do anything rash. You don't the want to Eagles hurt the are going to do something rash. Yikes. And did I, did I not say weeks ago? You did. When Urban Meyer was talking so highly of Garland Mitchell, <laughs> I said he is just buttering up his draft stock. His well, he didn't really. Trade stock. He didn't do a great guy. He only had six feet, six rounds. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's all he was yeah. doing. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, but... Um, outside of that, I did see one other thing before we get into this NFL top hundred list where we're going through 10, the top 10, um, bears are considering trading Nick Foles. They're listening to offers for Nick Foles. Obviously they have Andy, the red rocket, Dalton and Justin Fields. They're like, do we really need Nick Foles in the fold? when we have these two other quarterbacks and, you know, I mean, Nick's a winner. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see, you know, new England get into the fold of this one with everything going on with cam. Um, Maybe a few other teams. Again, I like Mac Jones. I think he has the potential to be one of the, better quarterbacks that Alabama's ever put out. You know how I feel about Alabama quarterbacks, but he has a chance. As much as how you feel about USC quarterbacks, folks. (laughs) Tomato, tomato. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In my opinion, tomato, tomato. Um, But we'll see what happens with Nick Foles. But Johnny, uh, we hit the nail on the head, man, with these top 10 uh, nailing practically all of them, if not all. We, of we them. had them all. We had all ten. We're, you want me to tell you what I, I, helped us out when we kept considering whether not we wanted to add Breeze. And we very true. TJ Watt. That was the only thing that would have screwed us over. That's true. Well, let's talk about number one. Let's go one through ten. Okay. Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, we're not talking about the Super Bowl performance because that was an anomaly. We're talking about. His play, it it was, no, no, it it was an anomaly. I mean, it it was like the the exception to the rule kind of thing. I mean, Tampa had a great plan. 
and they executed it, it, it first. That that's what I'm saying. That's, that's preparation not, into execution. No, 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 no. Because even even great preparation can be can be torched. He could have torched it still. Yeah, um, he could have torched them, but you know what? We're not. That's the anomaly part. Uh, I'm gonna I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, not big up Tampa because I want them. Doubt, I don't want I'm them to get. I'm trying to downplay what the defense did of Tampa. Bay. Nah, nah, like, nah, nah. I'm, I'm a downplay it. I'm a downplay it. Uh, they did, did. did out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he 4,700 yards, 38 touchdowns, 15 games, 14 and one. Led the Chiefs to their third straight AFC West title and a second Super Bowl appearance. Uh, young Patrick Mahomes, who you know, obviously now looking at it, you know, looking like a steal for the Chiefs, uh, where so many other teams chose other quarterbacks. Andy Reid was like. I need that guy, that guy that looks like he can really sling it. He can run. He can pass. He's looking like a regular old booby miles out there. And he can throw. <laughs> uh, but number two, Aaron Donald, he was I mean, number hands down, three. Like, yeah. One of the best football players on the planet. Like. And honestly, that goes back to what you just said uh, about – the Tampa Bay defense, uh, Aaron Donald, his greatest strength is his preparation and his work ethic. Yep. Um, I feel like he had the work ethic of a young JJ Watt. JJ Watt didn't do anything but work on his craft. And here you got Aaron Donald working on his craft now, all the I, time. I did have a question for you because during this, cause I watched the entire thing. I wanted sure. to get your take on what one of the players uh, said. Sure. He said, Aaron Donald is the best defensive player in NFL history. If we're talking about, it depends on what they were talking about. Did they say anything else? They said defensive player in NFL history. All positions, all errors, Aaron Donald's number one. I wanted to get your take on that. I, I wouldn't agree. This is this um, is live, folks. <laughs> yeah, this is live. He was not prepared I, for this question. I, I wasn't prepared, and, and I like it that way. But no, I wouldn't agree. I, he's great. You know, he's a great player. Um, I wouldn't. I don't think he's underrated because I think everybody that lines up against him has a specific strategy to try to contain him. But no, he's definitely one of the best defensive linemen of all time. He is one of the best defensive players of all time. But I don't know if I would say he's number one because there are some really, really good players um, that have come across those lines and they've made the same leaps. Now, will I say he's one of the most consistent players of all time? Probably, yes. One of the most consistent defensive linemen of all time? Yes. I mean, he brings it every play. Mm-hmm. Um, but stat-wise, if we're looking at stats, I wouldn't agree. But – Performance and persistence and commitment, con- consistency, maybe. Top, I'll just say 50. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll we'll say 50. I'm just add that as a note. Yep, top. Doc said top 50. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers, number three, uh, he actually moved up 13 slots. So I don't, I don't remember what his 2019 season, if it was that bad. I don't remember it being 13 bad, but. Um, he moved up 13 slots. Oh, my goodness. No, it's all right. I mean, obviously, he had a chip on his shoulder. Uh, he's 37 years old. 
Obviously, we know what was it that we kept saying all last season. Pissed off Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> right. Which we'll see how it is this year. I mean, he missed a lot of time. He missed a lot of, you know, connections. He got injuries um, to his receiver core. Obviously, there was no receivers or there was no receiver or skill player drafted in the first round. We know all of it. Um, so we'll see how he really does. Number four. Oh, King Henry. Who I think is number four Aaron based Rogers on the last skill. year was uh, 16. Yeah, he went up 13 slots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was trying to figure out why. <laughs> uh, but it, it probably doesn't really show. I mean, obviously this year he MVP by almost 4,300 yards. Obviously he almost threw 50 touchdowns. Um, the five interceptions, you know, two of them came against Tampa. And then, you know, the other three were just kind of scattered, right? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not sorry to say that at all. Continue, I'm sir. <laughs> but yes, King Henry um, had an opportunity to really open some eyes. Uh, and it's going down as one of the best Alabama running backs, running backs. Yep. of all time, even in a short period, obviously, with the likes of Trent Richardson, mm-hmm. you know, coming before him, Mark Ingram, and a couple others. Uh, Derrick Henry, again, and the, the, I guess the trend I'm seeing with these people is that they're all prepared. Like they work so hard at their craft. Um, and I watched Derrick Henry workouts and I'm like, that guy, he's like practicing giving you a stiff arm yes. in his workout. Um, and it's amazing when you see it because, I mean, he's like balanced. He's on a balancing ball. He's got a medicine ball in one arm and he's got this guy like shoving something at him. He's just like pushing him. And keep, I mean, it's nuts to see. But the preparation of, hey, those corners and those linebackers, hey, guess what? You guys are going to get these hands. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I, don't think, no. I don't think he's allowed to say that anymore, actually. Yeah. Who, Braun? Yeah. He might, he might change it. He gonna, he'll come up with something good. It's something. Uh, last year, yeah, I was going to say number 18 last year, moved up to number five, the newly shaven Travis Kelsey, who looks like a completely different player. Hopefully he can play with the same, the same level. Yeah, as the bearded Kelsey. <laughs> 31-year-old. Um you know, great season, 1,400 I mean, yards. Was talking about who was the best tight end in football. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Of course, this list isn't a exact representation, so you can't say Kelsey's the best because, of course, uh, Kiddo was out. And injured. True. We had some emergence of some other tight ends as well last season as well. Yeah, Darren Waller and a few other people, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he is, you know, top three tight end. And honestly, when you look at the young tight ends, Evan Ingram, even an mm-hmm. O.J. Howard, and a Who, couple Evan of others. Went down with injury too last night too. He did. That's right. So you look at those people uh, and you know, you look at somebody like Gronk and you know, Jared Cook and some of those older tight ends, um, and you see a lot of potential. And I guess that's why we were talking about um, you know, like the Bucks keeping O.J. and, um, and a couple other tight ends that Kittle, we talked about yeah. Kittle potentially being let go. Um, we talked about Zach Ertz, right, being let go. 
So it's like you, you just don't know what you're going to get out of these tight ends. But uh, Kelsey's been consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been a great weapon. And uh, they have a, a, a three, four, five-man punch. <laughs> nice little combo. Um, and and they, they have another probably three- to four-year window with everybody intact. Absolutely. Because uh, money's getting funny there. <laughs> Uh, number six, moving up. You're talking about 51, preparation. 51 slots. Yep. Devontae Adams, arguably top five, top ten receiver uh, in the game right now. I don't think he gets the love because I don't know why he doesn't get the love. Um, because yeah, I think the last I season everyone was going over was uh, Google Gaga over uh, Michael Thomas. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't know. He should get more love, though. Michael Thomas runs a lot of slants. I mean, he ran a lot of slants. I don't. I don't know. I, I, Devontae Adams does it all. He runs. He runs a great post. He runs a great goal. He can get the ball. I mean, whatever you ask him to do, he, mm-hmm. he, he does it. His um, his his uh radius of catching is incredible. This line that it says here is perfect. The versatile pass catcher does it all despite the grand attention he gets from opposing defenses. Yep. Um, that's a great statement there. I mean, that that's it in a nutshell. Um, and that's a true number one, you know, and that, that's what differentiates him from other receivers. Um, but Oh, we have another one to, to talk about, but we'll get to him in a second. Oh, oh, we do. We really do. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Devontae's ahead of him, honestly. But we're, we're going to get to we'll it get to after that. we talk about the goat, the righty, Mister Ninety Nine Super Bowl rings himself. Well, Mister Seven Super Bowl rings, who's number seven <laughs> on this list? I, <laughs> or how um, apropos that he's number seven. Tom Brady, right. who For, Doc mentioned throughout all of the season. He's having he had an incredible season. He did. Forty six hundred yards. The, despite the, the woes of the offensive line for the first what six mm-hmm. games, was it? No. Was it I, first yeah, maybe it was after I don't the think Chicago first, game. I think it was just the Chicago game. <laughs> it really was, because I, I felt that they did pretty good. Uh actually no. I but wouldn't say it's the first five weeks. Runs. I mean, you can't you can't say that. Like you kept you, saying they're both. So listen, this is what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'll say the Saints games and the Bears game. Those are the only games I can say that we really – I don't think that was – so the offensive line of that game, it wasn't really they were bad. The whole team was just sloppy. Both both of those two games, the team was just sloppy as a whole. Um, But after that is when we kind of came into our own. But with Tom Brady throwing 4,600 yards, 40 touchdowns, um, I mean, and not really even knowing the playbook fully. Yeah. I think that's where, you know, the, I guess the surprise comes in. Obviously, he's, you know, number seven, moved up, you know, seven slots. That's pretty funny. So he's number seven, <laughs> moved up seven slots. Yeah, super seven Super Bowls. Um, the guy is just, you know, embracing the seven. Um, but, I mean, he had a great, great season. I'm, I'm really happy for him. Uh, happy for the Bucks, of course. Number eight, who I think should probably switch with Devontae here, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, 115 receptions, uh, 1,400 yards. He becomes the 49th receiver in history to surpass the 10,000-yard mark. Um, he scored. He, I guess the reason why he's here is he only scored six touchdowns. Um, obviously, Devontae Adams. 
<laughs> had 18 touchdowns. But I think personally in that offense, I think DeAndre just getting 1,400 yards is pretty impressive. Um, they don't throw it like that, in my opinion. And when they do, they throw it to DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. I mean, his, <laughs> his first game as a Cardinal, he got 14 receptions, which was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, imag- it's unimaginable what he does there. And I think they're going to get better. Obviously, now they have another target. Um, they have some better weapons. So, mm-hmm. And they're still trying to figure out if they're going to get Larry Fitzgerald back. So, uh, which, we'll I think he'll still that. come back. I mean, does he really have a role? I guess is what he's trying to figure out. Like, you know, does he really have something? Does he have a role there? I guess is my question. Uh, I think they'll find a way. I think they'll find a way. Like the the be- the the better teams find a way. True. Uh, but moving on to number nine here, moving up sixteen slots from number twenty five, we have JJ's brother T J. Watt, who's making a name for himself. He um, he's inter- entering a contract year, but the guy stays in the top five, top ten in sacks and pressures. Um, he is absolutely dominant. He's 26 years old. The Steelers, they have no choice but to, but pay, to pay this him. man. Yep. Yeah, you don't want to let him go. And he come to I- I- anywhere, whether it be you know, you know, there's a lot of teams that are hungry to throw money at young defensive ends, slash pass rushers. I think I, the Patriots come to mind. You know, the Browns come to mind. Yeah. The Giants, like those teams that just throw money at defensive players. Like, I think he'll get paid. They shouldn't play this game with him. No. Just get, <laughs> listen, listen, just take a piece of paper, right, a little little check about this size and, and just slide, slide it right across the team. Yeah. TJ, here's a blank check. You write the yeah. number. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is what we're thinking, right? So here's what we're thinking, right? This is what we're thinking, right? And then here's a blank check. Let's see how close we can get. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, because that, that's it right there. Uh, but I'm sure he'll give the uh, PC answer and say that our uh, my my agent is handling that. <laughs> uh, and last, moving up, probably the most significant, 77 mm-hmm. slots. Yep. Josh Allen, um, who almost 4,600 yards, 37 touchdowns with eight touchdowns, eight rushing touchdowns. Um, obviously, he had n- nothing but career highs. The Bills ran out of steam in the AFC Championship game. Um, it it was really rough to watch, but it, it was definitely their conference to lose. Right. Uh, and they balled out. And I think he's a, a great young quarterback, somebody that the Bills can really build around. Was it, wasn't it uh, so funny how, like, last season people were not the season that we just finished, but the previous season about that? Let's talk about is Josh Allen the bust? Yeah, and bust are too, it's too early, you know, it's for anybody. Way too early. And honestly, sometimes, sometimes you have to just give people an opportunity. But then again, that goes back to what we say about the media, right? Like, yep. you know, giving, you know, fishing for stories and, um, you know, trying to find something. Uh, but it's all good. It's all good. Josh Allen did his thing. But, Johnny, I know 
you heard this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. But if you didn't, you can always go to our website at www.debatedmongstfriends.com to listen to this episode as well as all of the previous. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we go over the news, the analysis, and the read.